yeah i think we have to just recapitulate what happens in the last scene and then we begin yeah so uh, i think we would actually recognize that uh, there's a very sad kind of moment of the play because it's dawning on us and is dawning on the actress uh, the actresses or the two protagonist uh, who are the orchids in the moonlight that they've been used at least maria finds that she's been used that a son is taken away from her not by anything else but by the production the actors uh, the directors and all the kind of politics that goes into filmmaking and the idea of deciding about a son and keeping a son for herself or looking after him as uh Dolores asks her in the beginning have you looked after your son and all that kind of thing and Dolores says well i feel very sad that i lost my son right and uh then maria comes up with all this then the orson wells things thing is important because it's showing the kind of mix up that Dolores has mixing orson wells and h g wells together right and uh yeah so that's one of the things and then they talked uh, about the island of dr moro which is a short story by uh h g wells and it's it's actually talking about everything getting chaotic and going back to nature in a very chaotic kind of manner where the animals revolt and all the creatures that dr moro has created actually become problematic creatures and uh, are very very destructive right yeah so i think uh, with that we have entered into a, a rather sad phase of the play right uh, and the fan at one level is making all his witticisms with his recording of uh, uh, dolores and maria felix and what is also happening is he's passing his own sarcastic comments right so it can be they can be recorded uh uh, uh yeah so frankenstein frankenstein and uh, the whole idea of citizen kane and uh, lady kane and lady also also things like that which we've seen and uh it's again something that that we see is happening and you feel sad about it right and at the same time uh Dolores addresses the audience and says well at least i've got a fan and this and that and the other where are you who'll die who'll uh, who'll bother about us when we die who'll cry for us and all those kind of uh, issues are important for her right and uh, actually i don't think anybody is going to cry because they expect all these things to happen but all these things don't really happen or won't happen right Okay so now we go back yeah uh yeah and uh, the fan becomes very offensive okay uh you can take it with you and all that kind of thing right yeah and they talk about Howard Hughes and Patty Hearst uh yeah so uh that's what we have right and uh yeah so they talk about millionaires and they talk about uh um Orson Welles making a film on them and all that kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah, so it's like 
uh, Guru, right? Yeah, have you seen the movie Guru, which is actually uh, done with Citizen Kane in mind, but it's a gangster movie, right? And Citizen Kane is a different kind of a gangster movie. It's a very sophisticated kind of the idea of the gangster, the the league that somebody in in power and business power has with uh, the the uh, the underworld and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I've done everything to be wanted and admired. First comes, yeah. Uh, first comes the admiration. I told myself, and then love will come, right? Yeah, so she thinks that the first thing is the admiration, and then is love, right? And by and large, it might be true for, for most, of, most ordinary people, right? First there's an admiration for somebody, and then it becomes love, right? Uh, but perhaps it doesn't happen to big stars. Fan playing patty cake, patty cake, patty has, patty has, where are you, right? Yeah, yeah, patty cake, patty cake, that's a, a children's game. So he, he makes the patty, patty cake to patty has. Maria, but some of what I'm saying isn't true. The truth then and now is that I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be loved, Lolita, and for that I was, and I'm prepared to pay any price. First the humiliation, then the glory, and how the forgetting, right? So she says, I wanted to be wanted. She's repeating this, right? Yeah, and she doesn't care about what the fan says, yeah? She says, I wanted to be loved, Lolita, and for that, I was and I'm prepared to pay any price, right? And that's very sad, yeah? Because when we look at all these superstars and the glitzy, glamoury world, glamorous world, we feel that they've got everything. But the most important thing is to feel that they're loved, right? And though they act in love movies and they act in love scenes and they're, okay? There's something that's lacking, and the very basic thing that's lacking is love, right? So she says, I was prepared to pay a price, first is the humiliation, then the glory, now the forgetting, right? So that's the stages that actresses and all these people at the top go through. They get humiliated, yeah, and they suffer or they lump down the humiliation, and then they get the glory. Right? And then, now, after that, everybody forgets you. Dolores, Dolores says, now, the forgetting. Yes, because now we have to be forgotten. Lolita, so our movies can be remembered. Our movies are timeless. You know, they are eternal. Right? So she, she goes on to say that we are timeless. Our movies are timeless and they are eternal. Yeah, maybe some of them are not, right? But that's what Maria thinks. Dolores in a dream. They are like the perfume that's left of our lives. Yeah? yeah we, we are talking about perfume 
we talked yesterday about the essence that's vanilla essence is a perfume that you get out of orchids right uh, yes only our movies can laugh at our generation and survive it to escape a sad childhood a movie right yeah so only the movies can laugh and the movies is a critique of a generation and you can laugh at your generation okay and that's a very important document right and if you go and look back in the movies you look at them uh when there were no telephones okay or one or two telephones in the early movies right uh you have Dolores going on donkey back and falling off the donkey and all this funny funny things right and uh the acting the simple plot the simple kind of life is something that will be laughed at in the future right no it was very happy dolls and hoops and roundabouts right remember uh that Dolores does the hula hula right which is a titan dance actually you have the hoop and it's called hula hoopla right you put this hoop around your body and you see that it doesn't fall down and you keep doing the dance and as long as you keep in motion right and uh, you, you have to hit the hoop in the right place so that the hoop keeps rotating around you right uh, some of you might have done it here yeah? uh, to escape poor and insecure adolescence a movie no no dances and boyfriends and moonlit serenades right so she says to escape poverty to escape the sadness of childhood movies right so that's maria's life and delora says no 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 dances and boyfriends and moonlit serenades right so we had all that we didn't not have any yes to escape smutty decadent and humiliated youth a movie right so we're getting rid of a youth which doesn't have all these so we have uh, a movie right yeah so that's one of the things that is being said over here uh no hollywood the contract with one of brothers the invitation to pick fair the swimming pool the greyhound the silk parasol and the organdi hat right so she's she's talking about all the great things that they've done including hollywood the contract with one of brothers right which is an achievement you know uh, the invitation of pick fair right the one of brothers movies Uh, are a great company right and all this career that they have had right and they talking about their life so she saying well this is it's not a bad right and maria saying oh we just tried to escape that and we got into something worse and the lord says no it was quite nice yes gadulagia the invitation to capel to chapella the little contract with a producer who demanded the goods up front the sleazy motel the hungry dogs barking the uh, mariakas falling silent right so you can look at uh the movies where felix maria has acted right 
Maria Felix has acted, and you get the hungry dogs, you get the 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 Maria Felix, you get all those kind of things around, and and that's part of the movies, right? Dolores kisses Maria passionately. Not anymore, Maria. We are both royalty now, queens, floating forever in our gondolas down the Grand Canal of Venice, towards the palace where our dodges await us. Pause. Two queens of a single kingdom. We shall be remembered. Nothing has been forgotten. Right. So she says, we are going to be two queens of the single kingdom and nobody is going to forget us, right? Because now we have become royalty, we are, we are celebrities, right? And nobody is going to forget us. Nothing has been forgotten, right? So he's repeating Dolores' line saying nothing has been forgotten. The fan turns on the projector, right? Okay, he's not taking the movie, it looked as if he was, right? The lights, uh, oh, he's turning on the projector, right? It's, he's, the lights sound blind. The audience, uh, it's not the, the, he's filming the movie. The lights sound blind. The audience physically hurt. Then, uh, uh, the audience physically hurt them as if to supplant their vision. They are about to be denied. What the fan projects will be seen by him Maria and Dolores. Yeah. So, so uh, we see that is going on, right? Where is it? Yeah. When the fan projects, uh, what the fan projects will be seen by him, Maria and Dolores, uh, and imagined by the audience, since the screen supposedly occupies the audience's place, right? So he's, the, the projector is just projecting something, and Dolores, the fan, and Maria are supposed to seeing it, right? It's not on the wall behind so that the, the audience can see it, right? It's as if the audience is not there and they're screening this. Maria, any price for the humiliation, then the glory, and now the forgetting, right? So she repeats that, the humiliation, the glory, and now the forgetting, right? Sorry, I told you, I've got all the movies you've made. Girls, he calls them girls. Pardon me of your films, Lolita, I'm only missing Carmen. To Maria, but... I'm not missing anything of yours, not even this one, right? So he says, I'm not missing. Now, missing can be taken in two ways, right? I don't care for them, right? Yeah, but or he can say, well, I've got all your movies, right? So that's not very clear. As a fan projects the movie, Dolores watches first with alarm, then with embarrassment, finally covering her eyes and sobbing, Making her hands repeatedly incredulous, Maria stays calm, neither sad nor happy, but grave and severe, as if she were watching a dance of death. Right? So, the question of death is very, very prominent. Yeah? And the idea of uh, 
them being dying out or forgotten, right? Forgetful, forgetting them is like death for them, right? So that's a metaphorical death, but it looks as if things are even worse because they want to uh, not even look at it. Fan. It's incredible what you can find in the files of an old newspaper like the Los Angeles Times. Here are things that the guys in editorial inherit from the executives. Executive images, you know, right? So he plays with the word executives and many people, including a lot of English teachers and students, say executive, right? It's executive but executed images, you know, right? So he's playing with the word, it, that's his uh, forte, that is cheap punning, right? So he says, executed images, you know, a bit cliche, cliched, overplayed and passe. Well, even the hardest photography gets boring if you look at it more than twice. Sex is so mechanical. Twice is too much. But once it is always great. The first time, always surprising and exciting. Holy Mother, we tell ourselves, this time it'll be better. This time it'll be true. Truth, truth. Didn't I tell you that when the tribes migrated to the north, they couldn't see each other because the light was so weak. And then, and they had to invent the lie of language to recognize each other in the darkness. But movies, movies, could they be the truth? Because in the darkness, they take us back to the world of pure gesture before language. When you didn't have to talk to say, I love you, I hate you, I'll save you, I'll kill you, run away, come here, pause. You weren't listening. You were too preoccupied with your dumb lies. Truth, no. Just look at them monkeying around. He really looks like a monkey, a gorilla, and no woman disobeys a gorilla. Right? So they're going back to the movies and well, he might be talking about Orson Welles looking like a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. And the director is looking like a gorilla, right? And when you look at it, you say, well, nobody, no woman likes, disobeys a gorilla, right? It's almost like Sylvia Plath saying, every woman adores a fascist, right? No woman disobeys a gorilla. He says, run away because there's danger and every woman runs away without hesitation, right? He's also talking about the movie called King Kong, right? Yeah. Uh, and the King Kong goes in another way, if you've seen it, and I'm sure you have. And she, she looks like she's going to tear the sheets apart and eat soap. Good God, how vulgar. Uh, was it for this that we were created in his own image, etc. Yeah, so he's talking about what, this is, is this why we were created in the image of God, right? And we have the debate about 
were we created in the image of God or did human beings create the image of God? Right? That's a Jungian kind of uh, take on being created in the image of God. To behave like this, worse than wild beast, and in a bed, ooh, maybe in the same bed where we were born and where we died, the cradle and the grave are a dirty pleasure. Right? Now, this is something that's absolutely puritanical, okay? Though it's mixed with Freudian imagery, right? Yeah, and the idea, of course, is a sociological fact, which is, for us might be a little uh, uncomfortable because uh, I was reading a book on Renaissance England, right? And they said, when you talked about death, uh, death would be in the bed that you were born in most probably, right? So you actually die in the same bed that you were born in, right? So that's something else. And he adds all this kind of sexuality which takes place in the same bed we are born in and you die in, right? So what happens? And that's interesting. Yeah, because when we look at birth, we look at death and we look at love, right? All these three things are in the same bed, right? Yeah, and of course, there is a tinge of being a Puritan because he's an American, right? And I think that's done very well by Fuente, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the fan, yeah, and he calls it our dirty pleasures, right? And why is sex dirty? I don't know. Right? But that's uh, the Puritan way of looking at it. The fan stops rolling the film and furiously walks over to Mar Maria who is sitting downstage next to Dolores. The play of white blinding light and the shadows of the bodies come across like an hallucination and the struggle between the fan and Maria projects itself like a bit of parody of the sexual act. Right? Yeah. It looks as if uh, the the struggle that Baria and the fan have together, it looks like that they're having sex. Right? Yeah. Which is not there. It's it's a parody of uh, that. Right? So parodies are important with images. Right? And this is a silhouette more than anything else. Right? Uh, he takes her by the wrist and tries to lift her up. I'm sorry not to let you forget. Looks. He takes Maria roughly by the neck, forcing her to look at the images. Remember. Remember when you make, made that. What year was it? 35? 36? Look at how primitive the technique was. They didn't even use sound. Seriously gross. Right? So he's saying, look at that when you begin acting. They didn't even use sound, right? And that's really gross. Today we've got such sophisticated technique. As she tries to break free from the fan, a negative moaning pain can be heard in Maria's voice. The fan picks her up by her armpits, right? Which is not something that a decent person should do, right? 
the real so he's actually using a like a sex object or some kind of parody of that uh, the reel was forgotten in the oldest file of los angeles times you ran away from mexico to run away from your lost youth right so he's shown her now we can presume that he's shown her some bits of uh, probably footage he's got from the new los angeles times right you cross the desert and the grim reaper didn't appear to you right so the grim reaper is death right in medieval uh in, in medieval imagery when you you have death death appears as a grim reaper with a sickle and a skeleton with a hood right that's the medieval european medieval image and death is called the grim reaper right and he says you ran away to the deserts of mexico and you didn't get killed right death didn't come and visit you what appeared to you was your forgotten rotten stinking youth look at it who would watch want to watch a 1930s prawn movie with a forgotten little girl who today would be an old hag right so he's he's managed to figure out uh, a prawn movie a pornographic movie of the 1930s and she says who would go to remember this little girl who acted in a pornographic movie and now is an old hag ug no one likes to think his mother screwed too his grandmother uh, opened her legs her sister Uh, suck the milk of human kindness his daughter will also go on vacation to the island of dr moreau uh, they that uh, they all howled with pleasure with one with another man that those women said the same to the other man uh, as what you did fuck me right yeah so he's getting back at her because she says uh nobody would even give you a sympathy fuck that's what she said in the beginning right now you're getting all this kind of language that he, uh, he's using right and he's talking about the sexual act and uh says nobody want, likes to ever think about how they were born and he's talking about uh birth which is come out of all our births come out of the sexual act right so but he's talking about it in a rude and horrible way and he's getting in maria in a very rude and uh, even physically very rude manner and also psychologically he's being very rude to and he's trying to get memory back to her right yeah so the screen that she was keeping away now is rudely taken off right the screening of a life and the movies and the movies as screen between a past and a hollywood success that's removed and she's shown for what she is and how she rises to fame which is already said in a number of times she said to dolores that she's uh, humiliated and then the glory and then now you've gotten right yeah she said that about two or three times okay uh, maria struggling defensive macho you disgusting macho dolores her eyes covered no more that's enough 
Doesn't a man open his legs too? Doesn't a man suck and get sucked? Doesn't a man screw and get screwed? Isn't he screwed when he screws? Right? So this is absolutely obscene. The language is absolutely obscene. Right? And is also talking about what happens to a man. Right? So the metaphorical act of sex or the, uh, called screwing, right, is psychological and metaphorical also, right? In supreme self-defense, sing softly to transform reality. No me pratiks ya. Uh, yeah, so she goes on saying all these things, which is from, uh, which is from, uh, yeah, from a bolero by Lucio Gaccia. Right? Yeah, so she goes on. Uh, yeah, so she, she's actually singing a song. Right? Uh, she's trying to just forget all these things. Maria to the fan. So only you can be a master of your own body. You macho bastard. A woman can't. Screams. A woman can't. Right? And she's saying, well, we are in a feminist world. Right? So the macho men uh, actually can control women's bodies and can control their own body, right? Yeah, but she's saying, well, the mind gets screwed, right? Maria, uh, she throws a fan to the floor, that's the second time, kicks in, the movie ends, the projector stops giving out light, the loose end of the film turns round and round on the reel, right? I'm going to castrate you, faggot, right? Faggot is a homosexual, right? Yeah? And she says, I'm going to castrate you. Fa fan from the floor, dyke. Yeah? Dyke is the, the male uh, lesbian partner, right? The stronger lesbian partner. Okay, so the, the kind of discourse is terrible and very abusive and they needn't have taken all this, right? And they needn't have, they needn't have entertained this so-called fan, right? Maria, I would be if all men were like you, right? Yeah, she said, I would have been a dyke, but I'm not a dyke, right? I would have been a dyke if all men were like you, but all men are not like you. She gives him a final spectacular kick. I may be a woman, but I'm more macho than you. I may be an old woman, but I can still excite you, eunuch, right? Yeah, so she's calling him a eunuch. She's calling him a faggot. She's doing all that kind of thing and says that if all men were like you, I would have become a dyke, but I'm not a dyke, right? Because everybody knows that she'll have uh, quite an interesting kind of sex life. Dolores stands up and puts herself be between Maria and the family. No more, forgive him. Maria shrugs. You're right. This nobody isn't good enough to be my errand boy, right? So Maria has a kind of ego and she says, he's not even good to be an errand boy. He's nobody, right? Okay, and both of these are important actresses. Dolores, strangely consoled, uh, Consolatory away. We owe him something very important, you know. Sure, I know. 
he recognized us, but at what a price, right? Yeah, we owe him something because he recognized us, but at what price has he recognized us, right? Dolores, what we've dreamed of all our lives. Since we were little girls, since we went together to the double bill at the Balmori Cinema, Donna Barbara and Maria Candelera, popcorn, chewing gum, chocolates, right? So they're talking about the first movies that they were in and they got chocolates, chewing gum and popcorn. Uh, that was uh, part of the tradition of uh, any kind of a movie house. And I remember Western Theatre in Pune where they had this, the ice cream machine and the, the soda uh, uh, decanter and all those kind of things, which of course now is gone, right? But that's how uh, the popcorn, the chewing gum, the chocolates, the, the ice creams, all of these were very important. And especially when you premiered, right? All those things would have been there for you, okay? In these times. Yes, ever since then, and you think today, we finally triumphed? Dolores forcing herself, yes. Thanks to him, right? Yeah, so Maria says, did we triumph? So Dolores says, yes. Thanks to him. Slightly disconcerted, Maria prefers to look contemptuously at the fan lying on the floor. What do you want? Worm? Can I get up? Maria mimics his good education. Make yourself at home tramp, right? So she's mimicking his style and she says, make yourself at home tramp, right? Uh, the fan gets up painfully, shaking the dust off his knees and shoulders, adjusting his bow tie. He does something unexpected. He takes Dolores' hand. Fan, I want her to come with me. Right? So that's the ultimate that one can want, that your fan wants you to come with him. Right? Diverse, conflicting feelings appear on Dolores' face. Incredulity, disgust, resignation. The will to sacrifice herself. She opts for the comic attitude of a young virgin. Me? Yeah. So she's behaving as if this is the first man uh, she's met in her life, right? Maria to the fan. What do you need? A nanny or a nurse? No. I want her for myself, right? So the, the fan is really totally in love with her, right? I warn you, she can't sew and she has no dowry, right? Maria is coming out as a feminist and she says, what do you want? Do you want an old nanny to look after you, right? She can't cook, she can't sew, she, can't, she doesn't have dowry. Dolores faking a trance, me. Uh, fan to Maria, I want to marry her, right? Now that's the ultimate of fandom when the fan is so crazy about the person um, he or she is in love with that they want to marry them, right? 
uh, yeah so that's and of course that's almost uh, a, a happy moment for the person concerned because age doesn't matter and you remember that uh, you have this thing when uh, they went to get married and Dolores and one of her husbands and he says say that we're 40 so that we're the perfect couple and when he says uh, he's 40 and the judge asks her what's her age she says 20 right though she was much older than YouTube him music, YouTube music. Enjoy your favorite songs and albums as well as music videos. Yeah. So that's 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 the next thing that we have, right? When uh, yeah, uh, when we see uh, that's again a height that the the play goes to, right? The play actually goes uh, to the very high moment. Uh, in the script where it's talking about getting uh, married to uh, to Dolores right yeah which is not even expected and you find it's uh, absolute right Dolores looking in the fan with delight yes at this moment Dolores seems to have been persuaded by her own dramatics Maria corrects her with incredulity and ridicule. Maria to the fan, Oi, don't ask me for permission. La Sinora is a grown woman now. She says, I'm not the mother. Don't ask me for permission. She's a grown woman. She can decide for herself. Yeah? Fan to Dolores, yes. Since the jungle of fire directed by Ferdinando de Fuente, starring Arturo de Cordova. Uh, Maria jokingly, but a, with a defensive humor. Go on, Lolita. Don't forget, he'll write your witchery. You'd better suck up to him. Dolores confused. Oh God, he is nigh. Right? Yeah, so when she says, Oh God, he is here. Right? And the play about she's having fun at the expense of the fan and Dolores's weakness for this man. Dolores hands to a temple. What am I thinking of? This dick came here to insult you, to dishonor both of us with his filth, his can thrush. Right? Now she's very interesting. She talks about his canned thrush. Right? We talked about canned food and he's talk she's talking about the, the canned film that he brought. Right? And the projector. Right? Maria, increasingly sure of what is about to happen, claps her hands and chants like a soccer chant. Lola, Lola. Right? Dolores adopts a most accentuatedly melodramatic attitude. Right? So Dolores, the, the image of the, uh, the cotton on her eyes is now dropped off, right? She's seen what the fan has actually come for, right? He's come to insult them both and get out. 
the lord is to the fan out get out of here sir have respect for our age and our artistic status points to maria this woman and i we are queens fan calmly well one of you will be deposed when i release that short film of popeye and olive oil that i just showed you right yeah so you have popeye the sailor and all that kind of thing right so he's saying i'm going to uh, get this uh yeah the, so the the yeah so he he said that look uh, everything will be exposed and you will be exposed and he's actually doing something very low and dirty like what we call the tabloid people right yeah so he is actually blackmailing them and uh, of course maybe not for money but he's threatening them and being psychologically very uh, disgusting yeah and rude to them right uh dolores bah it sat for half a century in an archive and nobody was interested right so he says half a century it sat in an archive nobody was bothered because nobody knew it was her right and this is dolores right dolores nobody will recognize her I soon as they are told it's her everyone say it's her even if they don't recognize her they'll want to recognize her that's the way people are right so what he's saying is a very important truism you see what you're told to see not what is there right and that's why we shouldn't go for movies hearing the story from somebody else okay because we go influence looking for something that uh we want to see right yeah so he says when they told that she see in if uh she's here even if she's not here that's here right so that's what our fake news and our media is doing today right and people see what they want to see in all the news that's around dolores decisively all right how much do you want for the real yeah now they're getting blackmailed right ha there are lots of them i want you we'll buy all of them won't we maria no it's you or nothing right so he says no i want you right now does he want to have just casual sex with her and dump her or does he actually want to marry her and be with her forever right that's a uh, quite a puzzling moment right uh dolores with a flash of flirtatiousness me maria to dolores you you or nothing you or nothing it's that simple easier than spelling zivig uh zivigno presents ski pause you dolores is disconcerted silence dolores goes over to a little altar like in the classical mexican movies she kneels down to ask advice from the virgin mary right so she's actually playing she's been playing these roles 
in very traditional Mexican movies, they have an altar in the house, and you can see that in some of the movies, right? And they, she goes down and asks for advice, right? So that's something else that you can see. Uh, Dolores, hail Mary, Maria, conceitedly and seriously, conceived in sin. Yeah, so Maria is actually being very bitter, right? Dolores, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Maria smiles, because if we women didn't conceive in sin, what fun would we have, have right? So she's actually saying, well, if you don't conceive in sin, right, what fun would we have? Sex has to be for fun, not for conception, like the Catholic Church uh, expects, right? The whole idea of sexuality is meant for reproduction, not for fun. And as a feminist, Maria is saying, well, what fun would we have had if it was uh, not for sin, right? Blessed art thou amongst women. She's, she's saying the prayer, the holy uh, Hail Mary. Yeah. Maria, the Lord is with thee, but only to conceive in sin the son of misfortune. Right? So he says, the Lord is with you, and he's, she's probably casting his persons on the fan. Dolores, her arms open. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Right? Maria, her arms crossed. I don't repent. Did you all hear me? I don't repent anything. Certainly not. Right? And that's a very important and very bold feminist stand to take. Right? Yeah? And feminists say, well, we've slept around with all these men. So what? We don't care. Right? And we don't even remember who they were. Right? So that's what she said. Dolores crosses herself. She gets up. She picks up her piggy bank. She strokes it sadly. Maria lights the black cigar. Maria, don't torment yourself over me, honey. Dolores raises her head, awkwardly hopeful. I want to say something to you. This is your decision and yours alone. For me, a little scandal makes me. It's like a wind in Columbus's sea. Right? She says, a little scandal makes me. Right? It doesn't demote me or doesn't destroy me, right? Uh, Dolores murmurs, chores. Maria, the top dog, what I've been to you for years. Division of labor. I took you out for walks, remember? A man to do chores for, iron his shirts, sew his buttons on cook his beans I've never done it before there was always a butler in the house yeah so you should say well I've never done this I've been actually a feminist and we always had a man who was a butler to do all this cooking and looking out the house right and all the work that would be done by them I would I haven't done this right so they're actually very advanced uh, kind of feminist in their own age, right? Then here's your break, my swallow. Yeah, so she's saying, well, you've never done it, now you can do it, do it for this fan, right? Dolores trembling. No, Maria. No. How can you think? Maria, 
that you could leave me oil the same way I leave you. You, me. Yeah, so she says, well, you could leave me and you could think of going and doing that. But he asked her, not for this blind toad, but for a poet musician, for a singing cowboy, even for a well-hung mariachi. Why not? Right? Yeah, so she says, you can even go for a, a Mexican revolutionary. Right? Even that'll be better than this, right? Okay, Dolores, inquisitive, reflective, because she had them, because that was part of her life. So you could lead your life imitating her life. No, as far as I know, what would be a novelty? Uh, you were too decent. The fan intervenes to hurry things up, also hiding considerable alarm, right? So she says, Maria says, you are too decent, right? And uh, uh, so she's talking about you imitating her life and she's talking perhaps about uh, Mary or the Virgin Mary or some kind of religious understanding. Fan, write, make up your minds. Uh, it's almost three o'clock. I have to get back to the newspaper. My corpses await me, right? Yeah, he's almost like an undertaker. My corpses await me, right? And I write the obituaries and I have to give them uh, a grand send off with that. Uh, can nobody die without you? Slime bowl, right? She's, she's talking about uh, a mucus bowl, right? Can nobody die without you, slime bowl? No, nobody important, no, right? So nobody can die without me. I'm so important that I, I've got to write the obituary. Ah! Impulsively, Dolores kneels down in front of Maria, hugs her legs, and presses her cheeks, cheek against Maria's knees. Dolores, you don't get upset by scandal, but I do. I do. She looks imploringly at Maria, her eyes filled with tears. We are queens, both of us. <coughs> if one stumbles, the other falls. If one's wounded, the other dies. Don't you see? Okay, so uh, Maria says, uh, Dolores says, uh, scandal doesn't upset you, but it upsets me, right? And I am linked up with you, right? If I stumble, if one of us stumble, the other one falls. And if one dies, uh, if one is wounded, the other dies, right? So there's a kind of the sisterhood and the bonding between these two people, which is very, very strong. Though they have differences, right? And they're different people, right? And that kind of difference is asserted right through the play by Fuente, right? But only through the public. Remember, Lolita, you only love yourself and me through the public, right? Now that's a repetition and that's a kind of a uh, motif in the play, right? You remember me and you love yourself only through the public. She looks at the fan. Uh, she introduces. Uh, yeah, but only through the public. Remember, Lolita, you only love yourself and me through the public. She looks at the fan. 
she introduces him with an elegant flourish as if he were prince charming out of a fairy tale the fan adjusts his bow tie and takes his jacket and there is your public right so he says there is your public you only know and you know yourself uh yeah and uh yeah but all that you see of yourself is only through the public and here's your public and she introduces him as if he's a great very very ironically as if he's a great prince charming a, a wonderful catch as a husband she says well she has already said he's a shit ball uh, he's a slime ball okay she says he's not even worth it right a musician and artist might be but not this kind of a uh, a creature right dolores do you love me maria nobody not even yourself loves you more because nobody not even yourself loves you alone without your public except me right so she says i love you in spite of not having a public right and who you are right dolores so so you can decide little sister dolores imprisoned by doubts donna 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 she covers her head with a shawl she strokes the piggy the fan puts on his jacket dolores speaks in the accent of an indian girl right and that's the accent if you listen to ramona right yeah you will get the accent of uh, dolores de rio right uh, yeah and that's uh, in the movie called uh, maria candelera which dolores accent right so that's uh, an important uh, kind of way the uh, the fan is trying to hook up again right uh, oh apigi remember lorenzo rafael rafael don't let them take apigi away it's the only thing we have she puts it back in its place look at maria looks at maria don't leave me alone i won't do anything bad it's better to kill apigi kill the pig she charges she uh, changes her tone feeling haughtiness she stretches a hand out to the fan who uh, takes it eagerly dolores turns round to maria again it's true my love i know you won't stop loving me because of this shrugs her shoulder after all a man i was one less for all the others i'll be one more for him right yeah i was one less for all the others i'll be one more for him and she say well he is a womanizer right that's what he's she saying i was one less for everybody i'll be one more for him the fan has opened the door with a faint sound of creaking hinges the fan and dolores exits quickly leaving the door open for a few seconds maria stares at the door once again she drops her black cigar into the teapot then she throws herself at the door and closes it the same prison like metallic sounds are heard as when the fan came in maria leans against the closed doors door and stifles a sob biting her knuckles she runs over to dolores 
Dolores' altar, picks up the piggy bank and looks at it disdainfully. Maria mimicking, we don't have anything else in the world, Lorenzo, uh, Raphael. Violently, she smashes the clay object on the ground. She gasps, she composes herself, she goes over to the telephone, she dials a number nervously, right? Yeah, so now uh, we've almost come to the end of uh, the play, right? And we have a very tragic scene which happens now, right? Uh, and that is the Cleopatra scene, right? And Maria is, you can see the psychological effects. Maria is hidden a lot uh, of her emotions, except when she's actually irritated with this man and kicks him and she attacks him twice, right? Yeah, she also is upset when they talk about a son, right? And that the son was taken away from her because of the public, because of the uh, approval, the, uh, the, the career that she had, right? And a son was, she never had a son. She had a real uh, son, uh, okay? But he had to be brought up far away from her. And she, because she's a career woman and she has this kind of a life, which she's bargained for, but she feels that this is something that she's missed, right? And of course, uh, Dolores shares that because uh, her child uh, died in childbirth, right? And she was warned not to have uh, any more children, uh, okay? Because if that happened, then her life was in danger and she probably would die, right? We know that from the play, right? So one, uh, how do we look at the play, right? The play uh, up to now has had a build-up, right? Yeah, and uh, the fan, after the fan comes in, the play becomes at one level hubris, right? It cements a lot of things together, right? And it also shows that there are vicious people in the world, in the media houses, right? Yeah, and at, at one level perhaps, He's really in love with Maria, right? Asking him to marry her and all that, right? And uh, she says, well, I'll be just one more for him. And I was always one less for everybody else, right? So she's, she's had, she still has a sense of humor, right? And uh, that's, of course, uh, yeah. And that he proposes to her. And all those things are strange and uh, if she was really sincere, uh, really convinced about it, and she actually said, well, let's actually get married, right? Which she looks as if she's agreed, right? Yeah. Uh, then it might have been more interesting, right? Yeah. And uh, these things, uh, we of course live in a very uh, close culture, uh, very unspontaneous. We are very unspontaneous people, right? Uh, of course, we don't know. Uh, some of these things happen, right? It's not that they don't happen. The, the many uh, men who get married to women who are much older than them, right? And that's just for love. I know, a, I know a student who married a teacher and the teacher was, the teacher was a woman who was 20 years older than him, right? Yeah, and of course, uh, he took 18 years to complete his PhD, right? And of course, then they got married, right? Yeah, so all these things also happen. 
so we we have to look at reality in all its totality and the play of course is very ad 